This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Seven twelve here on the Blitz 1170. Well, yesterday I swallowed hard when I saw the Tulsa Drillers were being sold. And then I thought to myself, I need to read the next line. Are they staying in Tulsa? The guy to my right knows exclusively what's happening because he is Mike Malega, the general manager of the Drillers. Mike and I have known each other a few decades. <laughs> and I got to tell you. I swallowed hard. I'm sure you did, too. This is obviously not news to you. It's been around for a while. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this transition. Sure. So, I mean, hey, listen, you know, buying and selling teams is nothing uh, is nothing strange. I mean, the Drillers organization has had about five or six different ownership groups in less than 50 years. So, I mean, every 10 years or so, you're going to see a change. And, uh, and uh, you know, and, and this doesn't change really anything for the fans. I mean, honestly, once we get through this announcement and talk about it for a few weeks, I don't think anybody's going to realize any changes. And we're not going anywhere. Are you kidding me? You know, anybody that wants to come in and invest in the Tulsa Drillers is investing in the Tulsa community because Tulsa is such a a great city for minor league baseball and minor league sports in general you know what i mean we're one of the top five or ten markets in minor league sports in my opinion no question we've been recognized as such and it's the people uh you know it's our staff and what we do here that makes one oak field special place so definitely never a question uh, you know about moving so first just want to dispel any of those notions that anybody might think uh, you know we're gonna be here for the long haul professional baseball has been played in tulsa since 1905 since before statehood this is an unbelievable baseball market and we will be here um so you know to to that extent no worries whatsoever as far as the transition goes what's nice is that dale and jeff hubbard and arlo decry um, are maintaining a minority stake. They're still going to be around the ballpark. It'll be business as usual from our staff and our fans. Uh, we'll not see much of a difference on that front. But now we've got a parent organization that has a tremendous amount of resources. Um, they are making a major investment in minor league baseball because they're so bullish on it and the continuity of it now that we have major league baseball has a m- bigger involvement in our sport. And um, and then we're the 23rd team that they've purchased. So uh, our Oklahoma City down the street has been with them for two years. So now we join kind of forces under the same ownership group as Oklahoma City, which would be kind of nice. I am sure that when you started hearing these this news, you were on the phone with the folks in Oklahoma City and said, how's this gone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, I know so many of these GMs, <clears throat> excuse me, um, so many of these GMs with clubs that Diamond Baseball Holdings has, has invested in. And they're all like, hey, man, they're, they're great. It's businesses. As usual, they've kept our leadership team and our staff intact. They've added resources to us to help us do some of the things we haven't been able to do before that we've wanted to do but haven't been able to do. So, yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to be a great partner, and we're really bullish on it. And the positive reviews from all of my peers uh, has been uh, great to hear. That's the added resources thing is the thing because a lot of times when something bigger takes you over, you start worried about cutting down resources. So that's mm-hmm. great to hear. Yeah. How how long has Diamond Baseball been in this? How long have they been doing it? How long have they been expanding? And is it is it based almost entirely on a minor league, um, if you will? That's motion? the portfolio. I mean, Diamond, Diamond Baseball Holdings is really about minor league baseball. They may have a couple of smaller things with them, but they're kind of a subsidiary of a larger group uh, called Silver Lake that has huge investments. I mean, investments like City Football Group, like... Um, you know, like uh, Endeavor, like Learfield, who mm-hmm. helps sell, you yeah, know, a lot of college sure. properties and so forth. Larger, larger group. But Diamond Baseball Holdings is one of those subsidiaries. And um, and they basically formed in, in 2021. Uh, you know, that was at the time when the professional baseball agreement, which governed the major league and minor league um, relationship, 
it ended and Major League Baseball kind of took over the oversight mm-hmm. of minor league baseball. So that's kind of when this came in. Uh, what that did was it stabilized uh, coming out of the pandemic. It stabilized our industry. Um, you know, Major League Baseball doubled down on their commitment to minor league baseball and providing players and providing affiliations. Uh, and uh, that's when we kind of locked in with a 10-year agreement with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So longer-term relations, more continuity. And Diamond Baseball saw a great opportunity there. And they started investing in teams right out of the shoot in 2021. Um, I think they announced eight or nine teams right off the shoot, and, uh, and Oklahoma City was one of the first teams, and now they're up to 23, and, and I think they're going to continue to keep growing. So uh, our family of sharing best practices just has gotten a little bit more intimate and a little bit larger at the same time. We'll be closer because we'll talk more and we'll learn from each other more, which will be better for our fans and our staff and for the community in general. Well, they've grown fast, haven't they? 716 uh-huh. here on the Blitz 1170. Mike Malega, general manager of the Tulsa Drillers, a job he's keeping going forward. Right here with us in the studio, Scott File. As you mentioned, day-to-day operations, fans really aren't going to notice a whole lot. But you mentioned Diamond Baseball. They're going to put some money into this. What can fans see? What have they done with with other ball clubs that they've owned? What kind of changes will fans see with the game day experience you know hadn't gotten completely into that yet from from our perspective because we've got such a great situation and we've had such great owners that have put a bunch of money into into our facility so i I mean i think we've gotten everything we've wanted we've always been kind of like the spoiled kid and our fans have always been (laughs) spoiled fans in my opinion Uh, so i'm not sure what exactly is going to come from that but what i do know is that we'll probably see more along the lines of of special events down the road you know whether it's next year or if it's in 2025 or down the road um that they their group of companies that Diamond Baseball is with, um, they have access to a lot more of those types of events. So it might be more concerts. It might be more um, festivals or um, uh, holiday types of events, you know, that we haven't done before uh, that might roll out across many of their teams. Maybe it's a Christmas event. Maybe it's a Halloween event. Those types of things where we can activate One Oak Field even a little bit more in the offseason uh, than we do now. We're obviously very busy from March until October with Drillers Baseball, FC Tulsa Soccer, and a variety of other events that we do. Um, but, you know, once you kind of get into that November time frame and October time frame, we really do kind of get quiet. So hopefully we'll activate a little bit more on a year-round basis. Could this be another positive sign toward an outdoor hockey game? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Absolutely, it could be. I knew <laughs> that, that was not going to be long before that question got asked again. Maybe so. I hadn't even thought about it, Scott. But, yeah, that one will come up, I'm sure. If you have a question for Mike, you can text it to us at 918-262-5072, general manager of the Tulsa Drillers here. The discussions with these guys are about ownership overall. Your discussions with the Dodgers were a separate issue, but mm-hmm. ownership will have a part of that. Mm-hmm. Did they have anything to say about it, happy about it? Do they? Is it something they really are going to dive into? Is that always going to be an organizational thing with you within the organization? As far as our relationship with yeah. the Dodgers? Well, the Dodgers, obviously, they're, they're, they're doubled down with this. This was good. They went from really having some ownership stake in Oklahoma City and and then they they sold their ownership to Diamond Baseball Holdings. And so uh, I think this is going to be a really long-term relationship. It even strengthens our long-term, um, you know, prospects with the Dodgers. Uh, and actually, you know, kind of out of the blue, just a uh, uh, day before yesterday, uh, the Dodgers president and CEO, Stan Kasten, gave me a call. He's like, hey, Mike, how you doing? Everything good? You know, I mean, what a class act. And uh, it just shows you what kind of a partnership uh, that the, the state of Oklahoma now has with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So we're excited about that. And uh, and I think that just strengthens things. So going forward, no one's going to notice a whole lot of difference. It's mm-hmm. just going to be what it is. You talked about keeping minority ownership there for, for the Hubbard family, mm-hmm. which 
honestly, considering, I mean, I knew Went a little bit too, and you knew him a lot better, mm-hmm. but got to have a special place for that last name. So oh, it's yeah. really nice to have something around, isn't it? Oh, it's great. You know, the Hubbard family has had ownership uh, in, in one form or fashion since 1986 with the drillers. And, um, you know, really the way we operate is based on the way when Hubbard taught us how to operate. You know what I mean? So we, we um, have been successful because of what he brought to the table. He was the most uh, influential owner, I think, in all of the years while we were there. So um, it was important, I think, and, and really it's a wonderful thing for everybody involved that Dale and Jeff and Arlo will will stay involved with the club. And, you know, that they, they love it. I mean, they love it so much. I mean, this was just an opportunity that they couldn't pass up at the stage of their lives with their families and so forth to, uh, to really have the have their cake and eat it too. So, you know, they, they get to, to sell a majority stake, they get to still come here pretty much probably 80, 90 percent of the ball games. We're going to see them walking around the ballpark just like we have the last 14 years. So that is uh, that's reassuring and comforting, I think, for for everybody involved. As you make a transition, it's always a little unsettling. Sure. This is a calming thing to know that those guys are still around with us. I would think so. Yeah. Anything new is difficult. There's no question. Oh, yeah. Just a couple more moments here with Mike Malega, general manager of the Tulsa Drillers. We dragged him out of bed, so we're going to talk to him right <laughs> here at 721 on this Wednesday drive to work. Coming up, by the way, just after 730, why? Thompson, the play-by-play voice of Kansas State. So you, this opens up some possibilities, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some input in this. If they were to come to you and say, Mike Malega, what do you want to do that you haven't done yet? What would you tell them? Hmm. I don't know. That's a great question, Rick. I mean, I've been so... Uh... Um, you know, so fired up about Tulsa for 30 years. I really haven't really thought past uh, taking this one to the house, but who knows? You know, it's a much larger organization than I've ever had to work for. It's always been kind of a mom and pop, and, uh, you know, we'll see where that goes, and that, and that goes for everybody on our team. I think, uh, you know, you get a larger organization with a lot more a lot more clubs under that same umbrella. There may be more opportunities, uh, uh, you know, for our staff and our team, but but first and foremost, we're going to see how we can um, we can dive into what those other teams are doing better than us and, and, and grab those ideas and bring them to Tulsa. So the idea sharing, the best practices, I think we're going to have more access to some of the best operators in the sport. You know, Diamond Baseball, it's part of Silver Lake, and they've got there's $100 billion types of, of investments that they've, that they've got going on. They know what they're doing. They're investing in clubs with uh, great histories uh, that have stable fan bases, great facilities, great you know uh, management teams, and and great affiliations. If you look at their 23 teams, it's Cardinals affiliates, it's Dodgers affiliates, it's Yankees affiliates, it's Braves affiliates. I mean, there is a um, there is a long range plan that I, I'm excited to see where they take this. When do they stop? Are they going to have 40 teams, 45 teams, and then what do they do when they get to that point? It should be a, it should be a great ride for us, and I think it's. It's all positive and upward for Tulsa fans. MLB playoffs getting underway yesterday. And, of course, unless you're in Tampa or Oakland, attendance is up across the <laughs> league. You know, you guys are coming off a blockbuster season in the turnstiles, too. Mm-hmm. Do you think the game is in a good place right now? Oh, I think it's in an excellent place. I think overall Major League Baseball, all the changes that they have made have been very, very positive. And and, and the one I think that really hasn't gotten talked about as much because it's all been about pitch clock, pitch clock, pitch clock, which has been unbelievable, obviously. It's changed the game. Um, but I just think the scheduling, I think the scheduling has made a huge difference. So you, you combine having a two-hour and 30-minute game with every team playing every team. It's great. Watch the uh, AAA National Championship late Saturday night. It was fun seeing a bunch of former drillers oh, in that yeah. game. Do you think we could see something like that come to AA soon? You know, AAA's had that structure, and then it went away for a while, and it's come back. It's easier with two leagues. 
Um, you know, in Double A and all the other leagues, we have at least three leagues that comprise that that level. So it's easier in Triple A. Um, but if that becomes successful, I mean, it's become a national TV game. Um, I'm sure they'll look for those opportunities. It was great to have to see those guys on MLB Network, and uh, and I'm excited to see the Dodgers get started here because all of a sudden Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, um, you know, uh, uh, Ryan Pepio, guys that were with us in the last two seasons are now like they're the core of that pitching staff along with Clayton Kershaw because of all the injuries they've had. So the Dodgers are going to uh, uh, proceed through the playoffs on the backs of these guys. So I sure hope they do well. And that, of course, a lot of that credit goes to Scott Hennessy and his groups over there. There's no question about that. We talked no to doubt. Skipper yesterday. Okay, great, great to see him doing better. So he says he's around the office bothering you guys. He right? is. Hey, listen, I went out and played 18 holes with him last week, and uh, and he shot better than me, like usual. <laughs> so, But he was so thrilled because I, I don't think he realized that he can get through 18, and he did, and it was awesome, and I think he was fired up to go do some more. So maybe we all go out golf sometime. There you go. Last right. thing I wanted to ask is any. Uh, you, you went through a lot of things. One Oak's a beautiful place. You guys, your attendance was you know blockbuster if you will you've always managed it right those are the things that people are going to be attracted to but in the end result did they tell you why they wanted Tulsa well I mean you know I think we we hit on it I think they wanted Tulsa because we are uh you know we, we get a consistent level of support I mean you know you go around to all these ballparks Rick and I mean not to toot our horn but the Tulsa Stadium Trust as our landlord and 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 the current ownership or the the, the current ownership outgoing ownership you couldn't have a better situation. I mean, honestly, in all of minor league baseball, in my opinion, our facility is 14 years old. It looks like it's about four years old. Mm-hmm. And that's because we have a vision for as a management team. And then we have the, the landlord and the owners that can help bring that vision to life. What I'm hopeful is with this new ownership group, we'll have even more resources and even a bigger vision than I've been able to bring to the table that we can go ahead and, and take this into the next 10 or 15 years yeah. at One Oak Field and make those just as good. A lot of times, stadiums get into deterioration mode yes. after year 15. We're nowhere close to being even considering any of that. And uh, and now I think we, we've we strengthened our abilities for the next 15 years to make sure One Oak Field is, a, is an elite ballpark for uh, for our community. And the, and the development around it with what's been going on in the Greenwood area has certainly helped that. Uh, you guys, when you, when you went there and the BOK went over there, you just kind of solidified everything in between. But now it's grown a little bit back toward the east. Mm-hmm. Uh, BMX grew it back toward the north, which it's going to continue with that park that they want to put around the old building there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they're the old Finsteel. Yeah, the Finsteel. Or the Fintube. Fintube, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Building there. I mean, there's nothing more than good things coming. It's got to be almost hard, though, as a guy who already has a vision. Now, you know, someone comes to you one day and says, okay, Tell me what else you'd like to do. Right, right. And, and now you're like, oh my, well, what else is there? You kind of yeah. think you're there, and then you yeah. sit and give it longer term thought. When they, when there's no bad, you know, the old thing is there's no cold water ideas. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- realistically, there are, but when they tell you there isn't, and you start right. to throw on them out. Right. That's a fun time. I think that's what's exciting. I really do think that's what's exciting about it because I do think we think bigger than most teams do, and we've been able to act on those big thoughts, and and now I think we have the capability maybe to think even bigger than that. That is fantastic. Well, great partners. You've been great partners for us as well. So, hey, thanks for getting up a little earlier than normal. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know what, Rick, anytime. I just had to give you the business on that one. Uh, That's right. Yeah, (laughs) that was his first thing yesterday. Man, that's awful early. And I said, no, 610's early, my friend. (laughs) You want to come in at 610? You'll notice he didn't. Mike, thanks very much. Thank you. Mike Malaga is still general manager of the Tulsa Driller. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.